What's up, what's up? Welcome back for the fourth episode of the Rebel Love Review podcast. Um, I am your host. I know I was a bit iffy on that, but I'm just going to call myself a host because I don't know what else I would be. Um, I am your host, Donye. Um, Today, I'm going to be doing something a bit different. If you listen to my last podcast, you know that I am going to be doing a first take, quote-unquote, of a previous song that I listened to when I first discovered um, K-pop, and I'm going to listen to the full album because there were several other songs beside Red Velvet songs that I really enjoyed around the time that I discovered Dum Dum. So I am now going to go back and listen to the albums that those songs came from. Now, this is just a kind of... I don't, I don't know, it's kind of a, not a new idea, I thought, I thought about this a while ago, but I understand how this could become stale, or I understand how this idea could not all the way work out, because that means I'm just going to be listening to a bunch of songs and albums from a very specific point in time. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a couple of these, and if anyone is not feeling it, or if I notice the numbers are a lot lower and people just don't like it as much, then what I might do is I might instead just take some of those same groups and listen to more recent albums or find an album of theirs that's very highly acclaimed and get my review on it um, and just go from there. Um, so I'm going to apologize in advance if this doesn't work out, but I'm giving it a shot anyway. Um, I do want to give attention to um, groups that aren't Red Velvet because I did get feedback online when I first decided to do this podcast and people did want me to toy with the idea at least of involving other groups and other songs so that's what i'm doing and excuse me we are going to be doing girls generation's fourth album i believe yeah i got a boy and i discovered the lead single also titled i got a boy around the same time i discovered dum dum and i thought it was really good i i I really like the song um i like the music video to it and it was a nice alternative to Red Velvet, but I, I, it didn't, I guess, ride with me as much as Red Velvet did. So that's why I didn't really follow the group much. But I did also like that it was a group that was on the same label as Red Velvet. So that was also kind of cool. Um, also, years later, not years later, but I think like a couple years after I discovered these songs, um, I also found out that one of the members of Girls' Generation, Taeyeon, is a solo artist and she actually is pretty close with Red Velvet, or at least some of the members, rather, um, like Wendy, and I think she's kind of close with Sogi. I don't remember the ins and outs. If you're a Girls' Generation fan and I mess up anything, like from somebody's name to just anything really about the group that I as a fan wouldn't know, then please forgive me. Um, I don't intend to do that at all, and I'll try to fact check myself as I'm going along, but also just want to keep this about the music and, and how I feel about the first time around, so I don't want to do any additional research or anything that might skewer my thought of it. So, without further ado, I know y'all probably get tired of me rambling at the beginning at the end of these things, so I'm going to try to cut back on that. Um, without further review, I have the Girls' Generation music video pulled up right now, and even though I've seen it a thousand times, I'm going to watch it again and give my review on it, and I'm going to give my review on the song, and then I'm going to start on the album... And I'm going to just start at the next song, which is Dancing Queen. And I'm just going to go through the album. The album is about... Sorry if I'm talking fast, by the way. I'm a little bit energetic. Um, The album is about 
10 songs long, including the title track, but it's only about 35 minutes. So this ultimately might not be that long of a podcast um, compared to my other two episodes, my main episodes that were both over an hour. Um, so just a heads up, uh, this, this could be under an hour. And if it is, I apologize. And if it's not, if it's over an hour, then I don't apologize. I gave you guys an hour worth of content. Be happy because I didn't think I'd get to an hour when I first started recording these. Um, so yeah, so music videos up, give you a chance to do so. You can pause this, do whatever you need to do. I'm not going to take those awkward breaks anymore while I wait for you because you can pause this. This is not live. Um, so I will be starting the video in five, four, three, wait, my computer's freezing. Okay, no, it's fine. Three, two, one, now. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're gonna restart this because as soon as I hit play, the video like took a second before it actually started playing, so I don't want to be like off sync with anybody. So apologize, false start. We're gonna do it again. Flag gonna play. My bad. Um, start the video. Three, two, one, now. Okay, it seems to be fine now. So I'm not gonna lie, the first thing I thought when I saw this video was like, holy crap, how many people are in this group and how do they maintain like a, a 10 person group? Um, which I, I, you know, now see now being more educated in K-pop, but to see that's not that, that hard of a task, quote unquote. But it is kind of interesting. I think that was also kind of a contrast I saw between Gigi and Red Velvet was the fact that they have a much larger group. Um... So they have to do different types of dances and they have to do different types of pieces or set pieces in their performances and everything from a five-person group. Also, some of the sets they dance on in this video are, are top-notch. Like, like, I feel like SM really knows what they're doing when it comes to, like, set design and stuff. Like, whoever's in charge of that is, is killing it, like, for sure. Let's turn this down a little bit. I don't want to risk it being caught on my mic. So, of course, the leader, Taeyeon, is going to start off the the verse and start off the dancing and stuff. At least I think that's Taeyeon. Oh, my God. I just realized I'm probably going to have a, a ton of mistakes of, of misnaming people or confusing people with somebody else just because I don't know this group very well. So, again, I apologize for that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and spoil this for y'all because... I mean, I don't plan on doing a whole lot of GG talk on this podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and spoil for you guys who my bias in this group is. I don't even know her name. But if you're watching the video with me, it's the, the short-haired chick. The one with the blue hair. Well, it's blue. Sometimes it's pink other times. I don't know why. I dig it. She pulls out the short hair very well. Also, like, that she's, like... I feel like she's not the standard mold of a K-pop artist who's, like, tall and, like, super skinny and stuff. Um, I feel like she has a more, like realistic body type not saying that none of them do but i feel like hers is more realistic um i don't know she just seems like she has like an attitude about her and that's just that's kind of cool because as you guys know like i, I like i love yeri and red velvet who has the most attitude of like anybody i've seen in any sort of music group so
Also, coordination in some of these, like, dances and stuff are top-notch. Like, Girls' Generation and EXO, who I probably will do a song from them, or an album from them at some point, both groups are very good at, like, transitioning and stuff, especially for groups that have a large number of people. And they love to play with that number by having people, like, standing between each other like this right here in the video, or, like, walking in between each other, or doing moves that just let you know, hey, by the way, we have a lot of, we have a lot of people here, so... This isn't very easy for us to coordinate this well. I also do kind of dig how the how the video like highlights like each member as they do their own part of the song. Um, that's something I feel like you don't see a whole lot from at least from Red Velvet, but when you have five members, it's it's less important that you like highlight each individual member in a music video and in dances and stuff, so. Is it bad that this part of the video reminded me a lot of Wendy's breakdown part in, um, oh my god, what's the video? Oh, Automatic. Or, I guess, and in Happiness. And in any video where they have her, like, isolated and she, like, kills the singing part and then it goes back to the original style of the video. Like, I guess that's just a common thing for SM to do. Like, they're like, oh, if you're the best singer in the group, we're going we gonna to make it known. Like, we're going to highlight you. Also, just a quick question. Is this the same guy in every scene that's, that's literally going on dates with all the girls? I can't tell if, like, that's supposed to be the deal or if, like, it's one of those things where each girl is meeting the guy on her own, like, in her own, like, universe, per se. And they're just tying the videos together using the same guy because it'd be kind of weird to have, like, nine different guys in a video. But I don't know. Who knows? Who thought, who, who, really, who thought I'd be talking about different universes when I'm talking about a K-pop video? I don't, mm. All right, we did it. Oh, hey, look at that. The next video suggested is Ice Cream Cake from Red Velvet. I wonder why they would say that. Hmm. Okay, so I'm also going to give you guys another heads up. I tried to do my research on this album without spoiling it or without, like, listening to it and stuff. Um, but at the same time, I... I could, you know, I could be wrong on this. I don't believe there's another video for a song on this album. Um, I, I can hear it already. Like, some diehard Girls' Generation fan out there is like, no, you idiot, it's this song. And I just, like I said, I tried to do as much research as I could without, like, listening to any of the music or anything. Because I want this to be a pure first take. Like, I've never heard any song on this album besides I Got a Boy. Um... Man, I guess I guess I could like run through and just search like each song title or something of that nature. And while I'm doing this, I'm sure that if I'm if I'm right and there are no other videos, I'm sure somebody's gonna be like, "Oh, you idiot! There's no other videos. Don't waste your time." Oh wait. Okay. See. 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 I heard you. 
you you person out there that said it, I heard, I heard you. I literally looked up the second song on the album, and it also has a music video. Okay. Um. All right. So I guess I will go through and search every song. Um. Also, like always, I'm gonna apologize if you can hear the clicking and typing on my laptop. I'm not a quiet typer, and I can't really help that just due to how big my hands are. Um. I'll try to edit it out as best I can, but there's a good chance I won't be able to edit any of it out, and it'll just be just loud as shit. So I apologize for that. Um, it's not gonna be too terribly long though once I find these music videos. Um, okay, that one doesn't have one. I I actually don't think I'm gonna look through every song on the album because that's just gonna take too long and that's just a waste of time. Um, I'm gonna assume Girls' Generation follows the same mold that. SM seems to do with other groups, especially Red Velvet, where if they do a video besides just the lead single, it is like the very next song, and that's it, and then none of the other ones have videos. But I'm gonna check a couple more just to be sure. Okay, nope, that's two in a row. We're gonna go for we're gonna go for two or three more, or one or two more. And if I still can't find any more videos, I'm just gonna assume there are no more. Um, nope, that one doesn't have one. That's performance, but I'm gonna try to stay away from those just because. Well, I don't know. We'll see. And this one doesn't have a video. Or is that a video? No, it's a performance. Okay. So yeah. So it looks as though I got a boy, and then. What is it? Dancing Queen. Both have videos. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about I Got a Boy. And then while I'm doing that, I'm going to queue up Dancing Queen and just have that ready. Wait, what? Okay, so the video accidentally started for Dancing Queen. And it looks like the same video as I Got a Boy, but not quite. Like the same beginning, but kind of not really. Oh, okay, it looks like it just has the same start. Okay, that's clever. Both songs are off the same album, and they probably figure out, oh, let's just have the same opening scene. Okay. Okay, that was that was weird at first, but whatever. Um, okay. So, the song itself, I got a boy. Um, probably, probably one of my favorite songs. Um just from just one of my favorite k-pop songs in general um i was really like i was really pulled in by like the beginning part just because it's like a i don't know it kind of has like a like a hip-hop feel to it kind of like a i don't know i don't know any other way to describe it that's the best way i could think of it is a, is a hip-hop vibe um and then it changes and little did I know at the time, the first time I listened to this, that it has multiple beat changes. Which, if I'm going to be totally honest, that scared me away from the song at first. Because I'm always super cautious of songs that have multiple beat changes. Because that can go so many ways. Um, I've seen songs have multiple beat changes, multiple beat changes, and be terrific. But I've also seen songs have multiple beat changes and be just awful. And it just sounds like a mess. And I think the first time I listened to this, I wasn't super hooked on it, but I was like, okay, I can I can see what they're trying to do. I can listen to this a few times and see what's up, and I can 
you know, I could probably, there's probably a song that grows on me, and surely enough it did, and now to this day, I, I love the song, um, um, I think the beat is very weird, like, one of, like, the main beat, like, during the chorus and stuff is very, kind of different, but it's very catchy, um, the song is upbeat without being, like, annoyingly so, um, the, the chorus where they say the O, O-A-O, um, part kind of makes it sound like a chant, it's kind of like, kind of gives off like an anthem vibe, um, and then just the, I don't know, I guess the attitude you get from the, the song, like, A-O-G-G, let me break it down another way, and this, that, and the other, like, I'm like, okay, like, they are not here to play, like, this is, this is a thing, um, but I also like that the song, you could tell, is, you know, ultimately it's about, you know, this girl that, like, has a boy, get it, because the song is, I got a boy, do you get, did, anyway, um, at the same time, while you could tell it's it's kind of meant to be kind of a love song, it's also not really. It's also kind of also kind of just sounds like just like a a hip like I don't know. Like I said, a hit, like I said earlier, kind of a hip upbeat kind of song, but not one that's like overly sappy. Um, granted, I haven't looked at the lyrics for this song. I haven't looked at the English translation. Um, I suppose I could do that, but I just feel like that doing that for each song is gonna make it super long winded. Um, and so, I'm going to think I'm going to hold off on that, but if you guys express, like, I guess a positive interest to these videos where I, where I do first takes and stuff, then I'll put more into them. Um, I just don't want to make this, like a, like, a super long, like, hour and a half long episode, and then nobody really likes these. So, we'll see where it goes from here. Um, for, for this album, I'm just going to listen to the songs, get my take on them, and then move on. Um... Like, I think already, I'm, I'm still talking about I got a boy, and I'm, yeah, I'm almost 20 minutes in, so I need to, if I want to aim for an hour and not make this overly long, I need to do so. Um, but yeah, I just, like, I know it's kind of hard to talk about the song as a whole, just because there's so many breakdowns and there's so many different parts that sound so different from each other, but I, I love each part. Um, like I said, it was definitely something that had to grow on me, um, definitely something I had to get used to. But I think this might be one of the better songs across any genre that I've heard that does multiple beat changes. Um, and multiple flow changes and still like manages to keep the same theme of the song manages to make all parts sound good um, make everything sound coherent make it not sound like a just a incoherent mess of music um, but I feel like that's what you should come to spec from, from K-pop groups now especially like really big and really successful ones like Gigi who have been doing this for several years I don't know how many years like Gigi has been a thing and that makes me super hopeful for Red Velvet, but I know, you know, not every group follows each other's footsteps in longevity and success. So I know that's just going to come with, you know, what what Red Velvet does as a group and what they're able to accomplish, which I'm sure will be a lot. Um, which, by the way, we got some stuff to talk about at the end regarding the Red Velvet concert, the tickets, and then them dropping a English version to... Um, really bad boy, but we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna just at the end once I'm done with all this. Um, because I want to give Girl Generation their, I want to give them their props. I want to make sure I talk about them and, and address them without sidetracking, basically. Um, but as far as I got a boy, that's that's pretty much it. Um, was it kind of hard to go into detail about the song when there's there's so many variations to the beat and the way it sounds, but just know that I, I like all of them. Um, I think he does a really good job of mixing 
fast-paced beats with very slow ones, and you guys know that I've, I've called it out on the two Red Velvet albums I've listened to, and I feel like that's something that also you kind of have to like straddle the line with, and if you mess it up, it can sound horrible, but if you do it right, it can sound amazing, at least to me, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, very solid song. You know, it was enough to make me save it. Um, it was enough to for me to be like, okay, I love Red Velvet, but this song is definitely up there. So, moving on from that, we are now going to watch the Dancing Queen music video, which I guess will be the technically the start of the first take because I have never seen this video. I didn't know this video existed. And then from here on out, we're just going to listen to the songs for the first time, and you guys will hear my reaction live as I'm listening to the song. Which, again, I'm not playing it, so you can't hear it unless you listen to it on your own. But I'm going to see if I can find a way around that. I don't know that I can, and I don't know that I really want to try to if it's not, like, a foolproof way of doing so. But, you know, we'll see. So, Dancing Queen is loading. I'm going to let that happen for a second. You guys can pull this up while I'm waiting. Okay. Everybody good? Good to go? Yes? No? Talking to no one? Don't know why I'm waiting for an answer. Alright, starting the Dancing Queen music video in 3, 2, 1, now. I didn't realize that even the little, like, the little, like, super, like, sweet, like, piano beat that's playing at the beginning of I Got a Boy when they're in this room is also playing at the beginning of this video. So that's kind of, it's kind of cool. Wait, why did that, what? I'm confused as to why that little music player said 2008. Okay. Okay, I see what they're trying to do here. I feel like they're trying to be in like a like a Johnny Rockets, like a old timey diner. Well, no, that's not what they're trying to do. That is what they're doing, and they're dressing like it as well. But the issue here is that that's not two thousand eight. That would be much older than that. But we're gonna let it pass. All right, here's where I'm gonna run into an issue because I, I'm gonna be real. I have not seen Gigi enough to recognize Taeyeon. With like these different hairstyles. I also can't recognize my bias because it doesn't like she has short hair anymore. Looks like they're wearing, are they wearing wigs? I can't tell. I'm not gonna say that they are if they're not. Oh, this is mad problematic. This is a, this is a predicament. <laughs> oh, wait. I think I see her back there. I think she has bangs. I, I say that and then realize that half of the girls have bangs. So that's not saying it. Oh, wow, cool. And then you're all wearing the same thing. That helps. Spoiler, it doesn't. I appreciate the song titled Dancing Queen. Oh, there she is. Yeah. Okay. I've identified her. I don't know if I'll be able to identify her again, but I did it once. So that's a win, right? Um, what I was saying though is I appreciate the song that's titled Dancing Queen being very dance heavy, like, and all the dances being super unified. That's actually pretty cool. I feel like it's another way that a large group can flex on 
everybody and be like, hey, look at this. We have, like, nine members, but we have everybody in perfect unison. Like, look at us. Also, I do, I do appreciate the aesthetic of the, like, old-timey diner and stuff. I mean, if you've been to a Johnny Rockets, you know they're mad overpriced for food that isn't all that great. But, you know, it's it's fine to dance in. Okay. Again, they're, they're very good about highlighting each person when they're singing and stuff, so I really appreciate that. Not sure what that that hand motion is with their fist going across their face unless that's them like crying or something I don't know Okay, I'm, I'm really liking this video. Um, wait, wait, what? What's happening? Oh, and then they sneak peek. I got a boy at the end, so I wonder if this video came out before I got a boy. Okay, that's kind of cool. And then it's showing off each individual member. Oh, okay, that's dope. Oh, yeah, and it tells you when the, the comeback's going to debut. Okay, that was dope. Yeah, so it looks like this was released first. Okay, that's that's actually pretty cool. Um, I like that a lot. So, I'm not going to close YouTube, because now we're done with that. Now we're just going to listen to the music itself. And we're not going to worry about lyrics. We're just going to listen to it, and I'm literally going to give my real-time opinions. Um, so Dancing Queen, so video, I pretty much said everything I was going to say about the video as the video was playing, um, very aesthetically pleasing, um, very cheerful, very fun, um, I feel like the, the look of the video and everything and, and just the whole feel of it just matches, I assume, what the song is talking about and that's talking about being a dancing queen, being someone that's really good at dancing, um, which they all were. And like I said, they definitely, uh, you can tell they've been together for a while. For a big group, they have stuff in, like, very good unison. And their trans their transitions are fantastic and stuff. So, I'm not worried about, and I'm not, I'm not worried about them having a lot of people or anything like that at all. Um, yeah, I think I pretty much said everything I can about the video. Um, well, I did like it a lot. There's one whole lot to talk about with it. Um, very simple, very to the point. So I'm going to re-listen to the song as I'm talking about it because I was focused more on the video than the song. Um, but uh, I think the song, while I did like the video, is, I mean, it's, it's a solid song. Um, it, I don't know that it's something I, I, that I would save. I'm probably not going to save it. Um, it's just, it's very simple. Um... It's very simple, and it's very, I don't know, there's nothing wrong with it, it's just not something I would listen to on a frequent basis, I guess, um, but I can't appreciate 
the song trying to match the video in simplicity and you know i'm gonna sound like a hypocrite saying that oh you know the video was simple and i like that but the song is simple and i don't like that but i feel like it's okay to expect a little bit more out of the song um because the video plays into the whole simplistic idea very well um and doesn't seem like he tries to do anything over the top or anything too overly flashy um which i can respect if you do it correctly and i think they did um but the song is the song is is a tad bit repetitive um and the beat is very simple which like i said not issues with the song those aren't bad things it's just not my thing i will applaud though the the vocal difficulty of the song um in terms of like the the parts where like people hit high notes and stuff because like i mean we all know that that's not very easy to do um so i applaud them for doing it um i can't tell if it's the same person hitting all those same notes or if it's multiple people but regardless whoever is doing it or whomever they kill it um like I said, not a bad song, but I'm I'm probably not going to save it. It's probably not something I would listen to just randomly. This would probably be more of like a song that I listen to if like, I don't know, if I'm in the mood for dancing. No, that sounds corny as hell. I don't know. I can't find a purpose for why I would listen to the song, but I don't want anyone to think it's just horrible because it's not, um, it's not something I would just be like, you know what I want to listen to? Dancing Queen. Like, I don't know. Um... So, yeah, um, I'm also noticing just off these first two songs, um, Ghost Generation also plays a lot with English, just peppered throughout their song. And I know, I know that's a K-pop thing. That's how they appeal to That's how they try to appeal to us is by throwing English in. And a lot of K-pop is very, I guess, influenced by music we already have over here. But at the same time, like, you don't always expect them to pepper in as much as they do and where they do. Like, there's a lot of speaking points where they're just talking English, not singing, just talking. And I get that that's probably easier than singing in English, but still, um, I feel like a lot of K-pop has more English in the singing and in the lyrics themselves instead of just at parts where they talk or where they just, like, cut the music out and they say something. Like, I Got a Boy, where there's, like, four or five parts, maybe more, maybe less, where they just say a phrase and then the music kicks in. Um, and I, I, I kind of like that that they play with that, um, you know, obviously I don't listen to Girls' Generation on a regular basis, so that may be something they've always done, but regardless, I think it's cool. Um, so yeah, Dancing Queen, not a bad song, not a favorite of mine, not something I would save, I'm not gonna save it, not something I would keep, but it has, it serves its purpose, and it has its place, just I can't find it, um, but I'm sure someone else can, that's the beauty of music, everyone can find a you i couldn't finish that sentence that hurt okay anyway so now we're gonna move on to baby maybe and i think what i'm gonna do now is if you would like you can follow along with the song um in case you're also like me and you're not as familiar with it and you need to hear um what i'm talking about or hear the part in the song i'm talking about in order to understand what i mean um might be a little bit harder for you guys because i'm just listening to the audio and not a recording of my voice at the same time so, hmm, that might not work out. I might not have thought that through all the way. Oh, well, anyway, um, I don't know, figure it out. That sounds mean. Oh, God. Anyway, um, maybe, maybe third song on the album out of 10. 
I'm going to start it in five, four, three. Wait a minute. No. Okay. Okay, five, four, three, two, one, go. There we go. Okay, I don't know what instrument that is playing at the beginning, but that's that's kind of cool. Alright. Alright, this seems like this might be the first instance of a kind of a sappy love song, but this 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 bass line is giving me a this bass kicking in the back is giving me hope that it maybe won't be. So let's see what happens. Turn up the bass on my bass boosted headphones. Thank you, Skull Candy. That wasn't an ad, by the way. That wasn't that wasn't a I wasn't trying to promote them. I was just saying my headphones are bass boosted, and I think that's dope because I never had bass boosted headphones before. Okay. Okay. Alright, I'm not in my head. That's something. I'm waiting for this chorus to hit though. I feel like this chorus is about to be fire. Okay. Now that I've heard the chorus, I don't know why choruses are, are so important to me, but if your chorus is trash, chances are I'm gonna think the whole song is trash, and if it's good, I'm gonna think the whole song is good sometimes. Regardless, that 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 was pretty good. Um I kinda dig this. I'm really digging the beat. I'm digging the vocals, like they're not like super slow and soft. Like there's some there's some you know, some fast vocals in there, or lyrics, I guess, and there's some parts where, you know, they sound a little more intense than others, um, but then that's also evened out by some of the lyrics being a lot softer and slower, so, but it's another area where having a big group comes in handy, because you have numerous people with different styles that you can pull from, and you can do a lot of playing around with mixing and matching. Well, I really hope I really hope you guys didn't hear me humming just now. I apologize for that. I'm trying not to hum whenever I, I talk about these songs because humming sounds horrific when I listen to it, like played back. So I don't want to put you guys through that. Okay. I'm really I'm 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 feeling this. Um like I said, it's not anything like overly sappy, but it's it's just cutesy enough to where I can enjoy it. Um Okay, there we go humming again. Jesus. Okay, I'm going to really try to stop that. I like it. It's like it's a very it's a very poppy like kind of anthem almost. Um, it sounds very. Oh, that's kind of dope. The end part, where the beat drops out and all you hear is clapping and stuff. 
right. I, I dig that. That's that's getting saved. Um, again, so far nothing, like nothing quite to I got a boy level of like spectacular or like something that really grabs your attention. But that was that was very solid. Um, like I said, I think it was I think it was it it did its job. It was very cutesy and and kind of adorable, but it wasn't like painfully so. And I'm I mean I don't. I'm not going to assume things, but if I had to take a shot in the dark, I would say I'm probably going to hit one of those on this album. But maybe not. Maybe I won't. I don't want to falsely put that on them. Um, so, overall, first three songs, pretty good. Um, obviously, it was, you know, I didn't say Dancing Queen, but I think as a whole, like, they, like this is a very good start to the album. Um, it has me excited for the rest. Um, I'm really curious, like, just what different directions they go in, because it doesn't sound like this whole album is going to follow the same mood like Red Velvet did when they first came out in their first few albums, how they all kind of follow the same, like, oh, this one is a Red album, so it's more poppy and, and upbeat and stuff, and then this is a Velvet album where it's more R&B and soft and slow. Um, this is, like, it might be a good mix of the two, or of just different song styles in general. So I'm kind of excited about that. So next we are doing Talk Talk, which again is one of these songs that has Korean in the front and then the English translation behind it in parentheses. But you can't tell me that there's no, you can't tell me that there's no translation for the word talk in Korean. I mean, I guess you could if that's the case, but maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the point is behind that. Again, I'm still waiting on someone to tell me. I guess I could look it up, but where's the fun in that? Um... So we are going to start that in three, two, one, now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. I'm feeling this. Okay, I'm I'm actually rolling with this pretty hard. The beat's kind of different. Doesn't sound like something that's that's entirely smooth. It sounds like it's meant to have like little jumps and skips in a beat every so often. Um, but I'm kind of rolling with it. Kind of like the intensity of the song kind of like gives off like. Not sure how much I like the skipping part and like the verses like towards the end, but um, that's not enough to take away from the song as a whole, like at all. I go humming again. Apologize again. I'm digging this breakdown, though. 
Okay, okay. Okay, uh, that's gonna save too. All right, I like that a lot. Um, I actually even like that it's that it's really short. That's the is that the shortest song on the album? Yeah, it's the shortest song on the album by far. Um, like I did that, it's kind of a short little, short quick little like I don't know. I guess kind of like injection of attitude. Like, hey, you know we've had these other three songs. We had you know we started off kind of fast with some slow parts. I'm kind of slowing down for the next two songs. Now we're gonna hit you with something really like quick and fast pace and kind of you know with a lot of attitude to it and I, I really like that um song itself uh i don't think there's a whole lot to say especially given how short it was um i dig it the beat was good um like i said the skipping and some of the verses was kind of weird um but once you get used to it i feel like you don't notice it nearly as much and it doesn't bother you as much if that's something that would bother you um very good very solid song um that was that was impressive um I definitely wasn't expecting that. That was I feel like that was different from like I said what we've been hearing so far. Um so I really appreciate that. Um I feel like that was almost kind of like a wake up song. Like the first like the ne like those two songs after I got a boy might have, you know, kind of lulled you to sleep a little bit and then they pop you back up with with talk talk. Um so I dig it. I dig it a lot. Um so we are going to now move on to Promise. Um and I'm and I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and apologize in advance, um, or not in advance, but I guess midway through, um, given that I haven't heard these songs before and I'm listening to them as I'm recording, there's gonna be a lot of like silences. So don't automatically assume that because you don't hear anything for a minute, that anything is wrong with whatever listening device you're using or anything's wrong with the app you're listening on, um, because. I'm just gonna I'm, I'm gonna be quiet some parts just so I can hear the song and really listen to anything that I might miss if I talk over it um so just want to get that out the way because I'm sure by this point you've probably at least once been like it's, it's still playing because I don't hear anything and then I just you know start talking again because I thought that's what you have to do when you're listening to a song for the first time uh you gotta listen to it you gotta give it its chance without interrupting it constantly um so yeah so next up is Promise. Okay. So yeah, we will be listening to uh, Promise next. And I'm going to start it in 3, 2, 1, now. Hold on, I misled you guys. Hold on. I, I didn't start that when I said I did. Okay. Let's try this again. 3, 2, 1, now. Okay. Alright, I'm digging the piano. And the harmonizing. Okay. Or not harmonizing, but the the singing. Oh, okay. That's fine. That beat though. The beat hit kinda hard. 
Uh, you can you can you can tell this this song has American R and B influences all across it, and I'm totally fine with it. Did they sample? Oh, I really think they sampled something for this song. Hold on, I'm gonna try to find this. Regardless, this is, this is super dope. I'm saving this right now. Like, I'm not even waiting until the end of the song. Like, this is super dope. But I, I, I really think they sampled the hell out of some other song. All right, typing noises. Apologize. I'm digging this, like, but <laughs> I can't tell if I'm digging it because I'm just digging it or if I'm digging it because it's sampled from something else. Oh, here we go. Please, Wikipedia, please. There we go. Um, oh my god, what? Girl, hit that note. Are you kidding me? Nope, I don't I don't think it's a sample of anything. Wow, that is very impressive. Damn, okay. Shit, I was one prepared for that at all. Um shit, I don't even know what to I don't even I don't even know what to what to say about that. Uh very, I don't know. It's very. Because it gives off that ballad feel, like very much so. Um, and it does it very well. Um, like just as a whole, like that song was just. I don't know. It's like one of those like hits you in your soul, like makes you like. That's either one of those songs gonna put you like super in your feels, or it's gonna like. No, no, that's pretty much all it's going to do, really. It's, it's probably going to put you super in your feels. Hell, I'm in my feelings right now. Shit. Like, I was not ready for that at all. Um, I don't know why. That sounds so much like another song, but I, I didn't find any proof of it. So, if anyone knows that it's sampled from another song, like, pretty heavily, or if it samples another song pretty heavily, excuse me, um, please let me know, because I, I can't find it, but I really feel like I've heard that somewhere, um, and I've, I've never listened to this album. So... Regardless, wow, that was it's amazing. I don't have 
a whole lot of details to put into it, but just the the sound, the I guess just how sensual and and like soft the song was, like it was very it was also just very well done. Um the beat and everything was very simple, but it was very clean. Um and it was it, it just felt very like crisp and very like highly produced not like anything on this album doesn't sound that way but i don't know i just feel it more on this song and i shit i could be that could be wrong on that y'all might disagree but you know hey that's the thing about opinions we can disagree let me okay Ooh, shut up Danny. all right next is express 999 and i'm gonna start that in three two one now Okay. Kind of a boppy techno beat to start with. Kind of futuristic sounding, I guess. Okay, I'm rolling. I'm rolling. Again, sorry about the humming. Oh, okay, now it's now it's fast paced. Okay. It's like they tried to go for the same feel that they went for with I Got a Boy. I mean it's definitely it's definitely the, the beat's definitely very groovy. It's very, like, makes you want to move type deal. Um, kind of questioning the song itself. Uh, but I'm a, I'm, I'll let it finish before I really, like, critique it. I think I saw somewhere in the Wikipedia article when I was looking to see if there was a sample on that last song. I think I saw somewhere where they said um, that this song was meant to be, or this song was based off of like an anime, or is based off like an anime theme song more or less, something of that nature. And I could definitely hear it. I definitely, I definitely get that feel from it. Still not crazy about that beat switch. Um, it's definitely very ambitious. And I mean, it's not, I'm not going to say it's, it's totally bad because it's not, but this might have to be one of those that has to sit with me for a while before I really like, like it. Cause I, I have a feeling like I like the song, but right now, first listen, uh, it's not quite there. I would say probably about the same thing I said about Dancing Queen, where it's not a bad song per se, just it tries some stuff that doesn't work with me. Um... But I feel like I'd be more inclined to like this song after listening to it for a while as opposed to Dancing Queen. Because this song has a lot of beats and a lot of beat switches that I feel like you would listen more. Or that, not listen more. You pay attention to more and appreciate more the more you listen to the song. Like after the first time.
Okay. All right, yeah, I definitely, I definitely understood the, uh, if it is meant to be like modeled after an anime song, or a theme song rather, I could definitely see that. Um, it definitely does that very well. Song as a whole, though, it's a, it's a bit too chaotic for me. Um, just off the bat, again, this could very easily be a song that I would like after I listened to it and after I sat with it for a couple weeks. So, but like I say, it's a bad song. I'm not saving it, but it's you know. It's definitely, it's, it's different. Um, it's not what I'm accustomed to and what I'm used to. Um, but still, I, I greatly appreciate the ambition and them attempting with the beat switches and stuff. I can always appreciate when you try. Um, so, yeah, overall, not the best song. Second song I haven't saved on the album so far compared to the four I have saved. Um, including the title track. Um, but I could I could definitely see myself liking it in the future. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't write that song all the way off. I might even try to listen to it some more over the next week or so just to see if just see if my opinion on it changes. Um what am I what am I at? Oh, I'm almost at fifty four minutes. Okay. Um that might not be the same for you because I probably have edited some stuff out, but I'm still probably getting pretty close to an hour, so I saw four songs left. Alright, we can do this. We're gonna try to breeze through these last four songs. I'm gonna give my final opinion on the album as a whole, and then we're gonna do some some housekeeping stuff, and we're gonna talk about red velvet and ticketing and stuff. We'll we'll get into it. We'll get into it. I don't want to make this drag. So next is Lost in Love. I'm going to start it in three, two, one, now. Oh, this is interesting. Sound like I heard some string instruments back there trying to break through. Okay, I'm feeling it so far. I can always appreciate songs that let the beat take a backseat and highlight the singer's ability to sing and really let that be the focal point for a song. Okay. I think I saw on Wikipedia this is a duet, by the way. Um, for people that aren't familiar with the with the song, like I am. Um, yeah, I could see that now, because I definitely don't hear anybody else on the song but, but these two people, maybe a third, but I think it's just these two. Pretty sure it said it was a duet. Tried to avoid reading that, so I wouldn't know that ahead of time, but it, it happened. So I apologize. I don't think it's going to take away from my opinion on it. This song is very relaxing. That's the that's the first vibe I'm getting off it. Like this, 
I want to say it's putting me to sleep because it's not, but it's very relaxing. Like, I feel like if you have the volume up a bit high, the high notes that the singers hit might be a little bit disruptive to that. But like, if you listen to it quietly enough, this is this is super relaxing. But it's 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 I feel like it's pretty enjoyable at the same time. Like, like you can nod your head to it a little bit, but at the same time, like it's just very like kind of slow and, and very deliberate with how it sounds. I thought there's no misunderstanding what this song is meant to do and it's meant to just be like one of those like gentle like kind of relaxing songs. I say as as it starts to kick up. I'm also going to go ahead and apologize in advance. If, if you don't have a way of listening to the music as I'm talking about it, this is probably going to sound like just super weird to you. Um, so I apologize for that. I really hope that everybody listening has a way of doing that. If not, please let me know so I can either figure something out or maybe not do these episodes as often as I would like to. Because I just thought about that. I was like, I was like someone who can't listen to the music as I listen to this or doesn't want to because they don't want to like listen to audio from two different sources is going to be like, wow, this is lame, because half of the video is him not making a sound. So, I apologize in advance. It's the only way I could think to do this. I really hope to do some research in the future and see if there's a way I can play songs on the podcast and not get sued out the ass for it. Okay, I... I okay. As I'm listening to it fade out, uh, that was really good. I actually really enjoyed that. Um... Um, don't know that it's something I would save just because it's, it is so relaxing and stuff. Um, actually, no, no, I am going to save it because despite being relaxing, it sounds, it's very high quality. The singers did a very good job. The beat does a very good job of not being overpowering. Um, the, not the breakdown, I guess, cause the beat actually gets faster and louder, but you know, the part where it kind of breaks away from what it's been doing after the two verses, um, not my favorite. I feel like that kind of killed the mood of the song. Um, like I said, I feel like the song is doing a very good job of, of... Well, I didn't say this, so let me not say that. I think the song is doing a very good job of acknowledging its identity. And I think its identity is, you know, a very sweet, relaxing song. Um, that really insinuates the vocals of whoever is doing the duet. I think one of them is Taeyeon. I'm, I'm just assuming because she's the head of the group. Um, or one of the heads. Uh, so I think that that breakdown part, um, or that part where, you know, it sounds very different from the rest of the song, I feel like that kind of kills its identity a little bit. And I'm sure that's what they were trying to do. Um, I didn't quite like it. But it's not nearly enough to ruin the rest of the song. It's it's merely like a, a very minuscule blemish on the song that kind of strays away from what it looks like it's meant to do. But still, overall, as a whole, the song is very enjoyable. The beat is very good. Um, the vocals were killer. Um, that's That might be up there. That might be like my second or third favorite song so far. So, again, try not to you know, stay too long on any one song. Um, we're not going to move on to Look At Me. 
Um, eighth song on the album of ten. And we're going to start that in three, two, one, now. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. This is really giving me a feel of Express 999 where I'm thinking it might be trying to do too much. Excuse me. I can kind of appreciate the the like futuristic, almost futuristic sounding jungle beat. If that's how you can describe this, that's just the first thing that came to my mind. Um, let's see what happens with this chorus kicks in. Uh, Alright, for anyone out there that thinks that I don't like to critique songs or thinks that I like I like everything, which I do to an extent, um, for the most part. Uh but probably but to anyone out there that probably accuses me of not being harsh enough on some of this stuff, you might get your wish here because while I don't think it's a bad song, I don't think it's poorly done. At least not from the the vocalist's standpoint. This is very uh, all over the place, and it's almost kind of annoying in a way. Um, I'm gonna be real. This might be this is the first. This is gonna be the third song that I don't save. But on top of that, this might be the first song that I just genuinely am not a fan of, and I don't think listening to it more would help that really. Let me not say that it's K-pop. It's designed to to rope you in after a while. If it doesn't do that the very first time around, so I'm not gonna under underestimate that, but. I don't know, the beat just sounds like it was just a bunch of random things kind of thrown together. Um, and it seems like it, it doesn't quite know what it is that it wants to do at this point in the album. Like, it doesn't really quite know what part of, what side it wants to add to, the soft side or, like, the more aggressive side or whatever. Um, and it almost sounds like it's trying too hard to be edgy. Which I know that's kind of a cliche thing to say sometimes. Just because it's the easy way of... of undercutting a lot of stuff but that's just the vibe I'm getting from the song I mean let me, let me not be too harsh on it I can see why somebody would enjoy this it's just it's not for me I'm not enjoying this like at all really Like the only pause I could pull away from this is the the look at me part, which is a minuscule to the whole song as a whole. So, um, okay. I mean, not the not the worst K-pop song I've heard, um, but yeah, that's not getting saved, and I don't even know if I'm gonna really give that any more chances. That's just I wasn't I wasn't feeling it. That was one of those songs where, like I said earlier, it just seems like it really tries to do a lot, and it just doesn't really succeed in any one thing that it tries to do so it just kind of the beat sounds like it was just a lot of stuff thrown together it seems like they were just trying to they were kind of experimenting with some stuff and then just said you know what this sounds good enough to make a song on so let's just let's just throw it on there as a b-side um so yeah i'm not gonna say the song is just bad because i mean it's not it was worked on very hard and very long by very many people but it's just nah i'm not i'm not rolling with it
Um, that's not even a song I'm willing to give multiple attempts and multiple listens to see if it grows on me. I'm I, not a fan. Um, so first song on an album like that, and it took me eight songs to get there. So that you know probably says something really good about the album. Next up is XYZ. Um, just about done. We're getting there. Um, I'm sure this is probably dragging to some of you, but uh, you know I really want the first take podcast to be very genuine and for them to be very descriptive without being too terribly long. So that's kind of what I'm going for. So I hope it's working out. And if it's not, please let me know. Um, all right, XYZ, we are starting in three, two, one, now. Okay. Definitely bopping my head at just off the off rip, like Okay. This, any, I feel like anytime you hear a song that sounds like this in the verse, um, it just just a song like this has to have a killer chorus, or else, a killer chorus, or else it's just gonna it's gonna fall flat, and I I don't see it falling flat, but I'm gonna hold my judgment until I hear the drop and everything. Because it sounds like it has a lot of promise to it. So I want to see if it capitalizes on that. Okay. Okay. After hearing the chorus, it's not much different from the verse, like especially like in terms of the beat and everything, which kind of sucks for me because I kind of hoped it would pick up on there some. Okay, I kind of hoped it would pick up on the the beat that the rest of the song lays down and improve upon it, but it didn't sound like it really did that. But part of me is kind of okay with that because it definitely keeps the same identity of the song. It definitely like avoids any complications with beat changing and stuff and beat switching because it's literally like the exact same thing with some minuscule changes that I probably can't pinpoint because I'm not super fluent in music terminology. I don't think it's a bad song though. Overall, like two minutes in. I don't... I'm not getting the same like look like the bad look at me vibes but it's... It's different. Um, at this point, it's not getting a save, but I could I could roll with it. I could give it some time and see what happens. I kind of dig the line in the verse A, B, C, line in the verse X, Y, Z. I kind of dig that. That was kind of cool. That was also my half-assed way of trying to harmonize with them, so I apologize for that. <laughs> okay. Kind of sounds like earlier when I mentioned that it sounds. It seemed like the album. What song was that? I think it was Talk Talk. Where it seems like the album was kind of j- trying to just inject like a, like a quick, like 
jolt of energy into the album. Um, I'm not gonna say it didn't work because I, I kind of think it did. Um, it just, I don't know that I like the song right off, right off rip. Um, I could definitely put it under the same category of Dancing Queen as something, or not Dancing Queen, but as Express 999 as a song that could definitely grow on me over time if I gave it the opportunity. So, um, I may or may not do that, but just off my first take, good song. Not for me, but I could I could totally understand why someone would like it. And I could totally understand why it could actually end up be it could actually end up being one of the more popular songs on the album. So not not bad, not bad. Um, and then we're going to end out with Romantic Street, which I could be wrong about this, but I feel like a lot of albums like this that mix sounds and stuff try to end on something super soft. And with the song just being called Romantic Street, I mean, come on. So we're gonna give this a shot and see what this sounds like. Okay, my Spotify was acting weird. All right, so we're gonna start the song in three, two, one, now. Alright, so one's going ham on the piano. Hmm. Okay. What are you about to do with this? Okay. Okay, okay. Okay, I'm curious to see what the chorus is going to do on here. Apologize if you can hear the dog barking outside. I'll try to not cut that out, but I'll try to minimize that as much as possible. I don't want to cut it out because I'm trying to stay in sync. Okay, of course, not bad, not bad. Much like in some of the other songs, the chorus didn't really change much from the the beat that you hear during the verse, and I can I can respect that. Song sounds like it might honestly be a bit too not corny, but I guess corny and sappy and like sweet for me. But I can appreciate the the vocals in the song. 
Solid ending to the to the album though. I'm not, you know, I'm not obviously I'm not feeling this song as much as I'm sure other people might be, but solid end to the album. Um I have no problem with the whole ending with a really soft song if you can do it right. And I think that as far as this album goes, this is doing it right. Um, it's just not something that's clicking with me first listen. It's a decent closer. Okay. Definitely bopping my head to it, so it's not terrible, but oh, okay. The very end of the song saying "love." Okay, that was that was adorable. It, it got bonus points for that. Um, still not saving it. Um, a little too slow, a little too soft for me. I, I, I'm going to be raw damn near fell asleep listening to that. But still a good song. Still something that I can respect. Because I can tell what they're trying to do. And I appreciate um, the, the song maintaining its identity and not trying to be something that it's not. Uh, it's just not for me. Um, maybe upon multiple listens, maybe not. I actually don't know if that's a song that can be recovered by listening to it multiple times. Um but not a not a bad song, not a bad ending. So overall, as a whole, the whole album um, definitely started off fairly strong, with the exception of Dancing Queen. But even then, Dancing Queen was a solid song. It just wasn't for me. Um, so started off very well, and then you know, kind of tapers off towards the end with the last three songs, all three being songs I didn't save. Um, one of which I I really wasn't feeling at all, and the other two just being kind of eh. So overall. Let me take this headset off. I apologize if you hear a bunch of rustling. Okay. Um, overall, as a whole, um, I kind of dig it. Um, no, let me not even say kind of. Let me not undercut it. I like the album. I really do. Um, there's definitely some songs on here that I'm really excited to listen to m numerous times. Um, I'm really excited to see what happens when they grow on me. Um, this This sounds like something that would be the fourth album of a already pretty well-established group and at this point it sounds like they've already they already have found their identity as a group really and they've already found their sound and i can really appreciate that um but i mean when it comes to a k-pop entertainment giant i feel like that's not too terribly surprising so nothing out of the ordinary there um i think i don't i don't know if i'm gonna rank other groups albums amongst red velvets especially because i'm only doing like one album from a very specific time period and i just feel like that's not fair to neither red velvet or the group um that released the album so i'm not gonna do that um i can give a little quick little ranking of the songs though um so favorite song actually might have to be promise um it's definitely up there um Promise and Talk Talk are probably up there near the top, near I Got a Boy. Um, then probably Baby Maybe. Um, and then Lost in Love. Then of the song that didn't save, 
And next would probably have to be Express 999. I really think out of the five songs I didn't say from this album, that would probably be the one that I'd be quickest to, to change my mind on. Um, next being Dancing Queen. Next being Romantic Street. Then XYZ. And then Look At Me. With those last two probably being songs I won't ever actually change my mind on. Um, but, I mean, again, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm getting criticized by somebody out there that, that doesn't think I critique any song I listen to hard enough. Um, but I think that's also because I've, I, you know, I did, I did do band for a year and I did do choir for a couple of years in school. So I, I can understand like the, I guess the effort and the work that goes into a lot of this music. And I don't want to sit there and just blatantly disrespect it, but I will openly admit when I'm just not feeling a song, it's not for me. And it's just, it's not good in my opinion. Um, which I feel like you can do respectfully and still being like, Hey, I understand what you went through to make this. I'm just not a fan. So overall, even though I only saved by the numbers half of the songs, two or three of the songs that didn't save, I could still roll with. I just they're just not my favorites. Um, but I'm willing to give them a chance. So I I need to finish this up because I've already dragged this on long enough. All in all, solid album, solid project. Um, I can see why people love Girls Generation. Um, Red Bull is still better. Um, boy, I might catch hell for that. Anyway, um, solid album. Um, I'm definitely excited to listen to some of the songs again. Um, this make this does kind of make me want to listen to other Girls Generation albums, but we'll we'll hold off and see where the podcast goes before I do that because I don't want to like listen to all their other stuff and then just ruin any other first takes I could possibly have about any other music that they have out. So we're gonna hold off on that, but. I, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm rolling with it. Um, so, yeah. <sighs> That's it for the music review portion. And now I just want to spend a few minutes. Maybe, might be a couple minutes. Might be ten. Who knows? I just want to spend a little bit of time talking about, one, Red Velvet's release of the English version music video of Really Bad Boy. Now... Obviously, if you've seen the video, spoiler alert, if you haven't already, the video is not any different. Same visuals, same choreography, same pretty much everything. If you watch intensely enough, you can notice some minuscule differences, like during Wendy's breakdown or during Wendy's part in the breakdown. Um, in one particular scene, she has like obviously different facial expressions that she did in the original video, but that's to be expected. Um, they want to keep it too identical. So, I think it's, um, okay, use that word right, identical? Don't want to keep it too similar? I don't know. I'm tired, y'all. I'm sorry. Um, the video's not any different, but, I mean, let's be real. The English parts, well, the parts that were initially in Korean and are now in English in a music video, they, oh my god, they killed. The whole breakdown was beautiful. Joy sounds great. Joy looks totally comfortable speaking in English. Sogi, I'm, I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, Sogi is getting better at English. And on top of that, she can already sing really well. So if you combine those two, she's going to get to a point where she can sing really well in English. And then she's just going to be another Wendy. And it's not going to be fair because it, those two are just going to steal the show anytime they do an English version of anything. But I'm not going to sit here and discredit everybody else because... 
like I said, Joy looks more comfortable speaking English and sounds more comfortable. Yeri, the same thing. Irene, the same thing. They all seem like they come a long way from the bad boy English version. And I feel like the producers and the people behind the scenes knew that. And they thought to themselves, look, if we want to keep doing these English versions of songs, we need to just push that. And we need to make them sound more comfortable and sound make them sound more at ease. Because I really, I, I truly believe if Red Velvet like keeps this upward trend that they're doing with each album, um, and they just keep blowing up with each album, I really feel like they could drop a track in English that could chart over here. Um, I don't remember if Bad Boy charted at all. It actually might have. So I could, I could just be, I could be wrong, because they might have already done it. But I think they could do better. Um. And I'm really curious to see, for one, if really Bad Boy's English version charts at all, especially once they come here. And two, just what ideas they have in the future for English things, because I'm, I'm really hoping, and this is going to tie into my next topic, which is the concert. I'm really hoping that SM sees just how popular they are over here and really tries to not focus on the American market, because as, as cool as that would be for me, that's very selfish. There's fans everywhere in the world that love Red Velvet. Um, so I really hope that they could, I don't know, at least just give us more attention. Because I feel like they've kind of neglected us besides the the fan signing up until the concert announcement. Um, which we've been asking for, for forever. So, we'll see. But that ties into my next topic, which is the concert and the tickets. And the ticketing systems. So, just a warning, this is going to be a bit of a rant. Um, sorry, not sorry, because it needs to be said. I've ranted about this before, not on the podcast, but just in general. Um, first of all, yes, I got a ticket. Um, I got a P1 ticket, um, to the Los Angeles show, um, which is closest to me. And I'm from, I was born in Southern California. So anytime I can go back to Los Angeles or the Los Angeles area, I'm happy about it. Um, however, the like the headache that it was to get the ticket was ridiculous and it really shouldn't have been as hard and as difficult as it was. So just to give you guys a rundown, I had set an alarm like days ago because the tickets dropped at 10 a.m. of the local of the local time of the venue. So they have five different venues all in different time zones. Um, and so, you know, they weren't all the tickets weren't being sold at the same time. So I wanted to go to the LA show more than anything else, but I thought to myself, oh, hey, you know, if I don't make it to the LA show, I can try to make it to another show. But then the problem was is that by the time I started buying tickets for the LA show or trying to buy tickets for the LA show, all the tickets for everybody else would probably be sold out and would already be up on reselling sites for multiple times face value. So I really wanted to make it a goal to get tickets for the LA show. Set an alarm and everything. Did all that because it was Saturday morning and I was like, I'm not going to wake up on my own to buy the ticket. So I need to have something wake me up. Um, woke up. I actually woke up like 30 minutes or so before 11 o'clock, which is my time zone. Um, that the tickets would have gone on sale um, compared to 10 a.m. in Pacific time. So I'm in mountain time. Um, I woke up 30 minutes ahead of time, thought to myself, okay. I'm kind of tired. I'm still kind of tired. So let me just, I'm just going to lay my head here and just chill on my phone. And I reset the alarm. And so then I fell asleep again, woke up, I think 10 minutes before the alarm or before the alarm, before 
the tickets went on sale. So about about ten fifty. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll go ahead and pull up the site. And I know there was a countdown timer on the site last time I looked at it a couple of days prior to this. And I was like, I'll just, you know, wait for the, the timer to run out. And then I'll jump on there and buy the tickets. So I pulled the site up. And the site is Ticketmaster. And they happen to say on the front, oh, click here to join the waiting line. Or the waiting room or whatever it was called. And I was like... Oh shit, so you mean to tell me this wasn't a, hey, we're not going to let anybody in into the site more or less until right 11 o'clock when we put the tickets on sale. This is a, hey, if you got here, well, if you know how Ticketmaster works or if you were pre-warned and you got here before 11, you get to sit in a waiting room and already like be in a line and have the tickets sold to you before others. I was not aware of this. Um... I don't believe Subculture put it on their Twitter. I could be wrong. I don't believe they did. But in all fairness, they might not have known. I don't use Ticketmaster very often. I've gone to a lot of concerts in the past year, and they've all been sold on either the venue's personal site um, without using Ticketmaster or just on like other, like other lesser-known ticketing sites. And I was just I was like, okay, this might be fine. Cool, whatever. I'll deal with it. I'll sit in the waiting line, I'll sit in the queue, and we'll see what happens. 11 o'clock hits, queue opens up, or not the queue opens up, but the ticketing, like, portion of the site where you can actually buy the tickets opens up, and I'm still in the waiting line, and it's sitting there telling me I have over 2,000 people in front of me. Mind you, I don't know about the other venues, but as far as what I could tell, and what I've seen in pictures, and what I know about the location... The LA concert is in the Pasadena Civic Auditorium. Now, not Civic Center or something that may sound like make it sound like it's bigger, not stadium, auditorium. Which means they're probably not pushing any more than four thousand seats max in there. And even that number is probably super generous. I could I could look it up right now, but I'm I'm in rant mode, don't bother me. I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. Um and so I was just like, cool. So I didn't know about the waiting room. And now I there's a good chance I don't get a ticket. And if I do, it's somewhere in the very, very back. So I'm sitting there waiting. And I think it takes me a good 20 plus, almost 30 minutes just to get into, like get past the line or get through the line. And it's just, it's so antagonizingly slow. I'm just imagining like all the tickets that are just flying off the site and how good the seats are and everything and how I was so ready to pay for like a front row seat if need be, but I didn't know about this waiting room, so I couldn't do so. Um, and it just, it, it sucked. The whole wait was just awful. I was just mentally preparing myself to, to, you know, get to the part where you buy the ticket and just not have one. Or if I do, it's like literally in the last row. So, believe it or not, I get through the line, and I come through, and there's seats. I, I look at a seating chart. I don't just I don't just go through the list of, oh, row F, seat, so-and-so, because I'm like, that means nothing to me. I don't know the location well enough to know where those seats are. And I'm doing this on my phone, not on my laptop, because my laptop is, is mad slow sometimes. So, I'm doing this on my phone, and I'm like, okay, let me just use a seating chart. Use the seating chart, look at it, and I see some seats still in what is considered P1, which is a, I think it was a $200 ticket, $199 starting without fees. And I look on there, 
and there's still seats available. When I click on them and try to buy them, it says, oh, whoops, sorry, somebody beat the, someone beat you to it. Um, here's a similar seat that you might like. And I'm like, okay. And it's usually a seat that is in the same area because it does this multiple times. And every time it does this and, and suggests a new seat, the new seat is in the same area. So I'm like, all right, cool, cool. Ugh, good Lord. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'll just go with this seat since it's suggesting it and it's still in the same area, whatever. I just need to lock a seat down. Click on that one. Oh, sorry, someone beat you that one too. So why in the hell did you suggest it? Why is your site like this, Ticketmaster? Like, why is it suggesting seats that are already gone? Why is it showing me seats on the seating chart that are already gone? Because you can't tell me. Like, this happened like five or six times before I finally got a seat. I'm like, you can't sit here and tell me every single time I click on one of these seats, it's just gone between the time that I saw it and the, and the page loaded to the time that I went through with trying to buy it. Oh my God, it was it was super infuriating. And every time I looked at the scene chart, there were different seats lit up. Like there were seats that weren't lit up the first time, lit up the second time. And seats that weren't lit up the first two times were lit up the third time. And I'm like, what is going on? And I've, if you know me personally, I've had a problem with Ticketmaster for a long time. I really try to avoid buying tickets with them if at all possible. Because I just, I have this personal vendetta against them. And I just don't believe that they really give a crap about the customers. I feel like they allow their site to be abused by bots and by scalpers and whoever is just going to throw money at them. And they pretty much corner the market on ticketing sites for the most part. So it's just like, it's not a whole lot that can be done about it unless somebody makes a better site that just starts to gain traction and, and kind of take attention away from them. Um, I feel like they're suffering from what I call EA syndrome. Like I'm a, I'm a huge video game player and I'm a huge FIFA player, which is a EA, which is EA's soccer game. Um, that comes out every year and the only other competition to their to their game is by a lesser company um, that makes a game called uh, Pro Evolution Soccer and even though people admit that Pro Evolution Soccer has much better gameplay and is a better game at its core it doesn't look nearly as good they don't have the licensing rights to team names and player names so they can't use like legitimate jerseys and, and logos and stuff for the most part and it's just like, that's their only competition, but EA knows that people want the appearance and like the top tier graphics and stuff of their games. And so they're not worried about upping the gameplay or trying to beat Pez in the gameplay because why would they? They're already cornering the market for the most part. So, boy, I just name dropped a lot of companies. I hope that's not going to get me in trouble. <laughs> um, so anyway, regardless... Ticketing was a nightmare. I know there's plenty of people on Twitter that weren't able to lock down tickets. I really hope that for everybody that really wants to go that couldn't get a ticket due to a bot or a scalper or whatever the case may be, I really hope y'all can find them. Um, my seat is, I don't remember what section it's in, but I'm, I know I'm way off to the left. I'm in like like the last section and then I want to say I'm like the next to last seat. So I'm going to be way off to the side, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty close to the front. I think I'm like eight rows off the front. So we'll see how the stage looks and everything. Um, and the, the concert's in two months. So I may end up like trying to see if I can find another ticket for a better seat towards the middle that isn't like super over the top expensive and see if I can sell mine. Um, but that's a long ways away. I'm just happy to get a ticket. I'm just happy that I got a ticket. Um, my girlfriend tried to get one. She couldn't get it. I tried to get her one, but the site wouldn't let me buy multiple tickets the first go around because of the demand and the, the long ass line. Um, so 
I don't know. We'll see. It's up in the air. Regardless, I'm excited to go. I'm super happy about it. Um, I can't wait to be back in LA. I can't wait to see Red Velvet for the first time live and they even be that close. Um, I'm just stoked about it. And I really hope that this whole ticketing debacle reaches SM and they see how many people are unhappy with it. And I really hope that they take that into consideration next time they bring them to the U.S. And I hope that they see the demand and think, okay, we need to bring them to the U.S. more often. But at the same time, I I, I see you guys and I see that that Red Velvet's been doing a lot of performances lately. And I, re- I really hope they get a rest before the concert starts um, or before the concerts start. Um because they deserve it, and I don't. I would feel terrible if they show up in LA and they're just all exhausted. So I hope they get rest. I hope they're able to just relax a while before they take this small, but I'm sure exhausting five city tour here. Um. So yeah, that's it. I said my piece. Rant over. Um, just wish people would stop trying to use Ticketmaster and people would start caring more about the customers that buy the tickets. Um, and other people that also use Ticketmaster to profit in their own personal ways. Um, but I've been saying that for years. And it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. And even then, Ticketmaster is still, even with all its flaws and all the terrible parts of it, I mean, you can still typically get your tickets and still get them in a reasonable manner and a reasonable time. So I would assume that just because this is such a popular group and they have such a big American following... And they're coming to locations that are fairly small that it caused all this commotion. But, you know, we'll see. Hopefully they come back in the future and, and maybe do like a stadium tour. Because I'm sure they could sell out a stadium in no time. Um, anyway, this is going on long enough. I've been recording for over an hour and a half straight. Um, sure, this won't be that, I'm sure this won't be that long when you guys hear it or when you guys are listening to it. But regardless, um, I hope you enjoyed it. Please let me know how you feel about these first take episodes. This is only the first one, so I don't expect anyone to be able to formulate a like a full-blown opinion on it yet. Um, but I'm sure I'll do another one within the next couple of weeks. Um, and I would really like any sort of feedback anybody can give me. So, yeah. Thank you for listening. Next episode will probably... No, it won't probably. It will be a Red Velvet episode. Um, and I will be doing The Red, which is Red Velvet's first full album. Um, I believe it has... I can't check because I closed Spotify. I believe it has 10 plus songs on it. I could be wrong, but I believe it does. Um, so yeah. And that is where we will also talk about the very first Red Velvet song I ever listened to dumb dumb and i'll tell you guys all about how i felt about it the first time around and how i feel about it now and what the song means to me it'll be it'll be cool it'll be an interesting episode i'll try to give more than just my oh hey this song does this this and this okay this song does this this and this this video does this this and this so anywho i'm done i'm tired it's not super late but i just i didn't sleep very well and work was rough so love y'all Please spread the word about the podcast um, to anybody that you know that might be a Red Velvet fan. I came across a former Red Velvet fan at a party just a couple days ago, and I was super stoked to see that and meet him. So, um, you know, just ask around. You may have some friends that are in the K-pop and you have no idea because that was more or less me. So, um, yeah, spread the word. Get it out there. I'm currently sitting at 61 listens, which is fantastic. That's like 56 more than I ever expected to get. So I really hope that this continues to grow. Um, 
and I really hope that if there's something I'm not doing right or something that you guys don't like, you would please tell me in a nice way, but you would still tell me. Um, so we can make this the best podcast that it can possibly be for it to be one person on a laptop with an open source program. Um, okay, I'm done. Done rambling. I need to stop that. Love y'all. Um, have a good rest of your day and a good rest of your week, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, and I will see you next Wednesday, Thursday, whatever, whenever it goes up. Bye. Love y'all.